Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Pro Beautiful podcast. When I was going through Sozo training, I remember Donna Da Silva talking, or maybe it was her friend Teresa Liebscher, but one of them was talking about how we don't always have to pray for people when they ask for prayer. And that sounds vaguely sacrilegious and like it probably couldn't be right. So it was helpful to hear their reasoning. So one of the things that they said was oftentimes you'll get people who have probably had some kind of a long-standing need, let's say several decades in the making. And all of a sudden they're like, I need you to come and pray for me right now. And if it could be that the Lord is like, you're right, you need to go pray for that person right now. But often what will happen is that call will come right when you're about to go out for your anniversary dinner or right when you were preparing to give a presentation the next day or right before a time of prayer to pray over your Sunday school class or whatever the thing may be, right before you're getting ready to preach a sermon. And so instead of this prayer time being a celebration of what the Lord is doing, instead it becomes almost a distraction from what the Lord is wanting to do, sort of an interruption in that. And especially for something that is of long-standing nature. Like, <laughs> I have been married to an abusive man for the last 20 years and I need you to come and pray for me right now. That's really different than my child was just in a car accident and we don't know if that child is going to live. Those are different scenarios, if that makes sense. One of them was of long-standing difficulty and the other was really more like what would be called in the air industry, like an act of God, though we recognize that that's probably not God that was doing that. But in any case, we recognize that there are times when, yes, we are going to be called to pray for something and the Holy Spirit releases us to do that. But there are other times where actually the best response is to say, oh, I am really looking forward to praying for you. Now is not a good time. So when would be a good time for us to set up an appointment? In fact, I appreciated so much that one of the things that Donna De Silva and Teresa Liebscher recommend is if you have any kind of a healing prayer ministry, you should only do healing prayer at the scheduled times. If people ambush you at church saying, pray for me, pray for me. There's several reasons not to pray right then. So one example, and I thought this was fascinating. They said, when people come to our center and pray as ministry people on the team, they have a certain amount of covering. The The team has covered them in prayer. It's in a protected environment. There's people on hand to help should there be something really unexpected that happens in the middle of the prayer time. But if you're being ambushed in the hall at church, that is probably not the best time. And it's also a matter of timing. The reality is for a healing prayer session, that often will take, I mean, if you're just praying for one specific thing, it might take five minutes. But usually, especially up front, healing prayer sessions are going to be 60 to 90 minutes. It takes a while. The, the Holy Spirit will loop through certain things. It's not an instantaneous transition moment. And so uh, 
yeah, if somebody talks to you in the church hallway for five minutes, that's not actually giving honor to the process. And so anyway, I say all of that because sometimes when we're faced with something, the actual correct answer, even though it seems like the answer should be yes, (laughs) the correct answer is no. Oh my goodness. It's amazing. So Jesus, I do pray for wisdom that we would recognize when you're inviting us to do something and when the actual answer is no, even though it would seem like that's not the right choice. And Lord, I even thank you that we have beautiful examples from your own life. In the one hand, we have, say, uh, blind Bartimaeus calling out while you're walking and you heal him on the way. And that is precious and beautiful. On the other hand, we also recognize that after you healed Peter's mother-in-law and then all the rest of the town folk who brought their sick to you once the Sabbath was over, we recognize that the next morning found you off in the hills. And when the disciples came and said, no, people are looking for you. They need you. That you said, well, but no, we're going to go to the other lost sheep of the tribes of Israel. You weren't dissuaded from your task by the needs of the people that you were actually willing to say, no, those needs are not the needs I'm supposed to be satisfying right now. I have an assignment and that's not it. And so Lord, I'm thankful that you give us such a beautiful example of getting to walk with you in relationship, of being alert to your guidance and your leadership. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Amen.